as the blue skies of Azeroth bled to black, as the pestilence of the Burning Legion again threatened to devour our homes and hope. It is a cold irony that this army of death was meant to be the salvation of our universe. This twisted, fell-infested horde was sent to be our liberators. But we are all too broken to see it. The curse of our flesh, gifted to us by the true enemy, blinded us. This is the doctrine of the Legion, burst from the broken mind of the destroyer who drove it. We who hold the spark of life, mortals and immortal alike, are the rot that must be erased from existence. For when the last life in the cosmos is extinguished, Zargaris believes his duty to the light will be fulfilled. The galling mockery of our plight is almost laughable. For if his murderous plan were to succeed, the shadow's greatest victory over the light would still remain. To understand the madness of the destroyer, we must learn the path this once noble being walked and the origins of our and all worlds. The cultists of the Twilight Hammer would have you believe that our universe began in chaos and will inevitably be devoured by the void. From the teachings of the Nauru, we now know that our reality began in prismatic splendor, an eternal ocean of light. This force of pure creation was ever expanding, but as it did, areas of its churning brilliance dimmed, the light's energies fading until there was nothing. In those cavernous voids, the shadow awoke. Where the light created, the shadow sought to destroy. Where the light wove order, the shadow spawned chaos. And for a time unimaginable, the cosmos raged against itself, until the fury of that confrontation detonated the fabric of reality, shattering both the light and shadow. From that maelstrom of a fire and magic, the physical universe was created. Known to the ancients as the Great Dark Beyond, this new reality was filled with countless stars and planets. The shattered fragments of light, cast out at the moment of creation, propagated to every corner of the universe, ordering reality and giving rise to the staggering complexities and varieties of life in our realm. First came the elemental spirits, beings of living fire, water, air and earth. Found on almost all worlds, their nature embodies the spirit of the wild, embracing and revering the turmoil which gave them rise. 
The Nauru arose soon after the creation of the cosmos. Born in stellar nurseries, clouds of shattered, fragmented light coalesced into these beings of holy power. The conscious embodiment of the light, the benevolent Nauru are and were stewards of all life. Finally, we come to the Titans. Their awakening is perhaps the most extraordinary of all. Born of the fifth element, spirit, Titans are the awakened consciousness or world. In the immensity of the great dark, they are the rarest manifestation of light and life. It is difficult for us mortals to grasp the power and knowledge wielded by these entities. Like the Nauru, they rally under the banner of the light, but their primary focus differs. Scholars tell us that the first titan was Amonthul, who awoke alone, marooned in an ocean of stars. The weight of his solitude drove Amonthul to seek out others of his kind. His heartfelt need for kith and kin laid the foundation of what would become the pantheon of the Titans. In all the vastness of our universe, only seven Titans have fully awakened. Amunthul, High Father of the Pantheon, Sargeras, Defender of the Pantheon, Agrama, Lieutenant of the Great Sargeras, Iona, the Life Binder, Hasgaroth, Shaper and Forger of Worlds, Naganon, Keeper of the Celestial Magics and Law, and Galganeth, Lord of the Skies and Roaring Oceans. Together they would reshape countless worlds, sowing order and stability across the cosmos in their unending search for others of their kind. Ours is a universe forged of war, born of light and shadow. The great dark beyond was not the only reality created from the detonation of that primordial paradox for as our realm blinked into existence, so too did the twisting nether. Energies of both light and shadow bled into that reality, creating a dominion of chaos. In that astral plane, magic twisted to madness, spawning reckless beings of great power and greater cruelty. The twisting nether gave rise to the demon races. These monstrous beings became masters of entropic fell magic. Separated from the physical universe, the denizens of the nether were so suffused with power, they were able to tear through the fabric of their reality and invade our realm. Hordes of demons wreaked havoc on countless worlds, devouring life, spawning chaos, suffering and death. Those who did not fall were tainted by the fell magics, their forms twisted, their wills perverted. When the Titans first encountered a world beset by demons, they routed them with ease, but their existence threatened the Pantheon's quest. Demonic corruption could hamper 
or harm a vulnerable world soul, not to mention the suffering it wrought on the native population. So the Seven agreed to face the threat head-on, and Sargaris was charged with purging the demonic threat from the cosmos. It is hard to believe now, but before his fall, Sargaris was a paragon of strength and courage, outstanding even in the company of the Pantheon. For a span of time incomprehensible to our mortal minds, Sargaris dispatched his duty, freeing countless worlds from demonic persecution. But despite his efforts, entire civilizations were annihilated, and species after species were tortured, corrupted, and lost. After innumerable battles, he would eventually realize that he faced the same monsters again and again. He had no knowledge of the workings of the astral plane, and no inkling that the demonic forces were endlessly reborn in the Twisting Nether. Some demons had even learned to wield void magic, and through them, Sargaris became aware of the Void Lords for the first time. As the Nuru are the purest expression of the light, the Void Lords are the shadow made manifest. Malevolent and cruel, these servants of the shadow seek nothing less than the destruction of our realm. Thankfully, these monstrosities dwell outside our reality. Only the most powerful are able to pierce the veil, entering our domain, and then only fleetingly. The defender of the Pantheon began to comprehend hopelessness as he lost ground against the undying demonic horde. Eventually, he was forced to seek aid from his titan brethren. The Pantheon tasked Agrimar to join his brother on the field of battle. As Sargaris before him, Agrimar felt helpless in the face of such devastation and misery. Only their abiding love of life and faith in one another allowed them to redouble their efforts and drive back the forces of the Nether. With Agrimar's aid, Sargaris was able to study the energies of the astral plane and fashion a prison for their unkillable foes. The cage he crafted was called Mardum, the Plane of Banishment, and it existed within the Twisting Nether itself. Finally, the tide of war had turned in the Titans' favour. The frequency and violence of the demonic incursions waned. For millennia, Sargaris and Agrimar were a bulwark against the darkness, each walking their own path across the universe, hunting their foe, coming together only in times of great need. This was a time of harmony, where all worlds touched by the Titan's hand flourished. The cosmos seemed finally to have found balance. Hope had begun to bloom again within Sargaris. The shadow over his soul, the anguish that had threatened to overwhelm him receded. He may never cast off the agony of what he witnessed, but he could take solace that brighter days lay ahead. Would that that were the end of my tale, with enemies thwarted 
and heroes made whole. But fate is a rally so kind. Even a thousand, thousand lifetimes of service and sacrifice did not buy Sargaras the peace he so richly deserved. Wandering the great dark alone, Sargaras was ever vigilant, seeking the enemy. And he found himself drawn to the cold energies of the void in a distant solar system. In that twisted place, Sargaras saw the true horror of the shadow. Before him was a world infested with entities he had never before encountered. The Shathya, the old gods, were physical manifestations of the void, able to thrive in our reality. These parasitical, eldritch horrors had infested the planet, burrowing deep into its mantle, down into the very core of the world. Within that broken husk slept a titan. Sargaris instinctually reached out with his thoughts towards his kin, but recoiled in horror. Waves of dark energy emanated from the slumbering soul. Its dreams were nightmare, its essence corrupted utterly. Sargaris assaulted the beleaguered world, cutting down the demons who massed on its surface. They had been drawn to this place too, basking in the power of the old gods. Determined to understand what he faced, Sargaras captured and interrogated one of the demonic Nathrezim. With its last breath, the broken creature laid bare the Void Lord's endgame. Long had they watched with jealous eyes the Titans, the rarest and most powerful beings in the cosmos, hungering to possess one, yearning to blacken its soul, twisting it into a weapon that would drown all worlds in torment. They believed if such an abomination came to be, no power could oppose it. For the first time, Sargaras knew fear. If this dark titan awoke, all he had fought for, all the pantheon had strived to achieve would be for naught. Perhaps he was already too late. Lost to despair, drowning in sorrow, Sargaras raised his great sword and cleaved the planet in two, destroying the old gods and the sleeping titan in one thunderous strike. In that moment, Sargaras was lost. The faithful servant of the light, the brave protector of the pantheon was no more. Fear and anguish can blacken the hearts of gods and men alike. A terrible seed had embedded itself in Sargaras's mind. What if creation itself was fatally flawed? No matter how many battles he fought, over countless millennia, he had never pushed back the darkness. And what if, in some dark corner of the Aether, the Void Lord succeeded in awakening a dark titan. There was only one answer. Purge 
the cosmos, a universe devoid of life, was better than the twisted realm of torment promised by the shadow. The Pantheon were horrified by Sargaris's actions. The murder of a nascent world soul was antithetical to their purpose. As Sargaris raved of wiping out all life, none of his brethren, not even Agrima, was swayed. His descent into madness had begun, and the fates of so many worlds were sealed. We will speak of the rise of the Burning Legion and its march across the great dark beyond. But that is another tale for another day. <laughs>